This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Coming straight, live and direct from the Jungle Studios, it's your boy, the one of the L.A. A.K.A. The Blue Ambassador, and joined by the man, the legend, the myth, the one and only, uh, Mr. Billy! What's that, man? How's it going? The man, the Good legend, guys. the myth? I thought it was always the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, I, know, I just thought I'd change it up a little bit. You okay. know what I mean? That's a conscious yeah, change yeah. I can accept. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just because, you know, you got to keep people guessing. Otherwise, it'll just be the monotony of podcasts. That's and they'll true. just be like, oh, this guy, he's just, <laughs> he's just a never, sellout. he's never doing it. He's never doing it in line with others. Yeah. He's just, on, <laughs> he's just on, on his own tangent. Yeah. So I live, man. So anyway, I was watching this thing on Vice News about how um, now what's happening. So to give a bit of perspective, like quite a few years ago, I think it was like 2015 or 16 or something like that, mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian got robbed oh, right, yeah. Yeah, over yeah. diamonds and jewels and everything like that. And to be fair to her, it was quite horrific because it was actually like an armed invasion sort of thing, right? Yeah. So it turns out that the people that robbed her <laughs> Well, like these old-time crooks, they were like in their like late 60s, early 70s and that sort of stuff. And it was a couple of old-timers that got involved and eventually they got caught. But they obviously didn't do that much time because um, one of the guys that got, got caught in this Vice documentary was explaining it. Mm. But interesting what happened, they were like, well, how did you do it? They like, well, she was posting on social media this like massive diamond and all this expensive stuff and everything like that. So it became a target. And what the documentary was kind of going through was like, well, uh, you know, all these influencers, they're literally flaunting their wealth. Yeah. And a lot of the times they're not they're not quite careful with um how they do it. And sometimes it's quite innocent. Like, you know, obviously Elon Musk on Twitter uh the other day, he had this thing from his Stanford professor because he was supposed to go there. Mm-hmm. And he's posted the letter from the Stanford professor. Uh, with his PO box address in for SpaceX in in Texas, you know. So mm-hmm. there was a rapper actually called uh, Pop Smoke who died in a home invasion because when he was on his social medias, he gave his um, information away. But for others, it's just you know um, robbers because uh, you know the, it takes a pretty sadistic person to do a home invasion. A lot of robbers just kind of want to get in and out without the, you know, confrontation sort of side of thing. Yeah, of but course. I think it's I think it's a very interesting thing now because it has our whole entire society has now changed to flaunting its wealth. That it's a very interesting angle that that criminal underworld or opportunists will kind of see it. I mean, what's your thoughts on the matter, dear? I, I guess obviously home invasion is horrible, right? So we put that aside because no one wants that. But I mean, I mean, argument's sake, they kind of get their house robbed or whatever because they're showing yeah. all their wealth online and whatever. What, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, historically speaking, it seems pretty 
pretty obvious that that's what would happen. Like, um, I mean, people always enjoy flaunting their wealth, right? But let's say they're really wealthy people back, depending how far back you go, they always kind of have people protecting their stuff, right? Um, now you have a lot of people who maybe aren't, you know, like the super, super wealthy, probably have a lot of home security, maybe personal security, so, you know, along those lines. Um, and they don't, I think the super wealthy don't really flaunt their wealth as much. And probably a lot of their wealth is, say, immaterial, um, you know, numbers on a screen or land value, real estate value. So it's kind of hard to steal a lot of it. But when we're talking jewels and all those kind of things, they probably don't really flaunt, you know, they make videos on YouTube uh, showing, oh, hey, this is where I live and this is what is here. Right. Yeah. So now, yeah, I mean, if you're desperate, I mean, it's not to me, it's no different than if you were to wear a really nice watch and go through a shady part of town. Right. Or like really nice jewelry and go through a shady part of town. You're inviting your your easy pickings. And if I'm watching a video on YouTube, let's say I'm somebody who who's, you know, a little cheeky and some guy and some girl YouTubers, some guy YouTubers on there flaunting their Rolex collection or she's flaunting her jewelry collection. And based on what I see in the video, I can figure out, you know, where she lives, what apartment building it is. Uh, I can then I can go check out the security there. And then, you know, may, maybe it's an easy, you know, one and done thing because they probably don't have any. But because you know who's there with them, most likely. Right. They let you know if they're dating anybody, if there's anybody sort of in the place that you have a good idea of what their life is, because they're all pretty much putting it out for everybody to see. So it's easy to plan. So. Yeah, yeah, to you, me, it's... you chance you chance someone behind the camera just being literally a cameraman, and you chance the fact that you know because a lot of those women have sugar daddies off the camera, so you yeah. you probably chance them. But I mean, you'd have to be pretty unlucky to target some influencer chick, you know, whose yeah. boyfriend's like a Russian mobster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, of course. Unlucky, but the, but they but they're taking that risk when they when they when they rob, right? It's just the point that they have they have enough information to go off of that they feel comfortable in doing it right they feel that the information you put out there all they're doing is flaunting i mean we know that there's bad people in the world right and i think the idea of being online you have this disconnect of hey there's actually you feel removed from real people because it's all through a screen but there are real people watching you and it's no different than if you were to walk through you know, a city wearing really expensive stuff, you might catch the attention of somebody who thinks, hey, this is an easy target. I'm going to go try it. Except now you're doing it online, which of course is a bit more legwork for these people. But if they're really interested, I mean, you're just making their, you're just, you're just making, you're just putting yourself on as a target. That's all. But I no. think it's also, it's an interesting, it's interesting. The, the second thing of it was that uh, one of the, she was beautiful, this Italian lady. Mm. Um, and she was, uh, a lot of people in the comments were, I guess, kind of aggressive to her saying, oh, you deserved it and blah, 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 because I guess that's an antagonism against influencers in general. Yeah. Of There's that sort of side of them which there's a side of society that loves them and emulates them and, and whatnot. And then there's the other side that's like top dog syndrome for, I guess, like a better expression. Um, so do you think that, I mean, what's your view on it? Do you think that, 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 that there is sort of the antagonism towards influences ju is justified or they're just, they're just kind of people doing their own thing sort of? 
both or whatnot i think both i i find most influencers are disingenuous people um and pretty much they don't bring anything of value to anybody they're just a waste honestly and I think it makes people upset because they realize they're a waste, but yet they make so much money, right? They're not doing anything. A lot of them exploit young kids. You know, they get them like like really young kids, get them hooked young, and then they kind of keep supporting them, watching their videos, uh, things along those lines. When I say exploit, it might be the, a strong word, but they, I, I think that is kind of what they do in the sense of, you know, maybe a pretty girl tries to, market herself to like the young girl community and say oh this is the makeup i use you can look like me da, 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 da. i mean it's no different than what say cosmetic industry does except it's just on a smaller scale but the cosmetic industry still profits off of it um it's just like grassroots <laughs> it's sort of like grassroots, grassroots marketing yeah pretty yeah. much so i don't yeah. like them because i find that a lot of them are just i, I think they're a lot they're just phony they're just fake people Whereas, like, if, if I'm seeing an ad from uh, a cosmetic company, I are, I know I know that they have some incentive, right? But the influencers try to portray it as if they're doing you a favor. And they're saying, oh, no, this is... Ah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just find them, yeah, I just find them to be very fake. And I just don't like them. And I, I think they get paid... I mean, okay, they get paid... Disingenuine. Yeah, exactly. And they get paid what, uh, I guess, is fair value if they're popular. But... It, it not only upsets me that, you know, there's people out there who make so much doing nothing, really, they do nothing. And any influencer who says they have a hard life is just a joke. It's like, okay, you make a video a couple times a day and that's it. And you get collect ad money revenue or, spo or sponsorship revenue, things like that, especially TikTok and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's such minimal effort. I don't really, you know, you talk about YouTubers who make, you know, five to 20 minute long videos. I dislike 99% of YouTubers, but I have more respect for them than I do for TikTok or Instagram influencer, because those people, I mean, it's a, it's a photo, you post it, post some comments, TikTok, couple second videos. Filters. Yeah. And it's just, at least on YouTube, sometimes there's some effort put in. And I mean, there's a couple of YouTubers. I, I actually, there's probably only one I really like anymore um, because he seems like a real person to me. Um, he could, of course, not be. There's uh, more of a connection with the YouTuber. It usually is more of a connection with the YouTube channel because I think it's yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. The the slight anarchist in me kind of enjoys that someone's sticking it to the influencers because the problem that I have is that uh. It, and the reason why the slight anarchist in me likes it is because I think it's such a huge problem in our society mm. where where we're no longer like back in the day, Public Enemy, the rap group, uh, Chuck D said these lyrics: uh, "Kids are dissing pyramids while praising projects." And what he meant was like, well, we have this rich history of where we the pharaohs of Egypt and we built the pyramids and we had all this knowledge of maths and science and everything like that. And now people are talking about, you know, I'm from this part of Philly and I can shoot them up and I've got this many chicks and whatever, the yeah. dumbness down of the society. And in a way, the social media for me and the influences is exactly what's happening. Like the top, right, the owners of Amazon and everything else are making a gazillion dollars yeah. while the masses are 
especially the influence on women and 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 people that identify as women in the trans community and everything like that. It's like they are they're so pigeonholed into this fake life that mm-hmm. everyone's having all these psychological problems. Like I know of um I know of a, I heard of a a neurosurgeon who's a multimillionaire who's who has real issues in his own life because he compares himself to like fucking uh, Elon Musk and other other guys in the medical industry that are always traveling and they've got you know he's got a Bentley and someone else has got a Maserati and so it's all the tears of the society right down to the young girl who's you know she's she's gone through puberty and everything like that and trying to figure out what's going on in the world and and, uh, you know, she's being influenced by some chick that's 19-year-old getting railed by some sugar daddy in the background or selling. I mean, the, the thing they're all getting pinged on now is they're selling all these NFTs and financial advices and everything like that. But interestingly enough, I'm going to lead into another segment, which is more in your backyard of where you're originally from. Oh, boy. There's an article in, in the paper in The Australian here that I was reading about how TikTok will oh. now influence, will be a major influence on the upcoming uh, the upcoming elections that you have in the state, uh. in the states. The US braces for its first TikTok election. So what do you think about, um, so they're saying that uh, since the last election, which is what, two years ago, it has been downloaded more than 110 times in the United States. Mm-hmm. And last year, it became the first non-book app to cross the 3 billion download threshold globally. Wow. But what's your thoughts on the influence on TikTok and the upcoming elections? Um, I don't think it'll have as much. Oh, actually, I don't know. I think I think it will just depend on how stupid people are. That's all at the end of the day. If TikTok legitimately has a big impact on elections, then you then you can say that society as a whole has downgraded itself because I get. OK, first of all, I hate TikTok. I absolutely hate it. Um, I think it it. It builds a, a system and a environment which kind of makes it conducive to having a short attention span and wanting instant gratification and not caring about details. And I think that is exactly what politicians probably love because you know politicians always have their little sound bites right they say a couple things like oh i agree with that i agree with that but of course the devil's always in the details tiktok is perfect to kill the whole idea of let's look into the details people just want to see something for 10 seconds and go with it now for the current election i don't know how much of effect of an effect it will have because it's going to depend on uh you know people who are um uh, say like 18, 16, 18 years old, uh, depending if you're voting in primary or not, or, or whatever the deal is. Um, 18 years old. If, if, if they're, it depends on the voter population, how it will affect them. I guess people who are between the ages of 18 to 24, I could see it having a pretty decent effect on i think it'll have a bigger effect in future elections because you have a whole generation of kids who have pretty much been brought up on tiktok now whereas i think it's very dangerous as well because uh, um it's it's the you've got all the information in the foreign power because it's 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 a chinese company but under chinese 
uh, law, right? This is the law of the, the land. They have access to all information, media and social media and, and accounts and data and everything like that. Now, TikTok's trying to throw a smoke grenade up saying, well, we're going to put it through Oracle and the state's the information so they can kind of see it. But at the same time, it's like you you have literally a nation of people who who can be accessed and the information can be manipulated, the algorithms can be manipulated yeah. to a specific thing from a foreign power. Hmm? And a lot of people say, oh, you know, that's you're talking like Trump and everything like that. It's like, well, no, it's not. It's it's simple logic. If if you have people between 18 to 24 that are heavily influenced by what they're seeing yeah. in the short spurts, right, there's a certain amount of algorithm controlling it, like if you like if you like climate change or if you like Republican or if you like, you know, like trans issues, whatever it is, the algorithms will try and put it in to give it to you. But you also can't control, like, the narrative of which you're being fed. So I actually think that it's it's incredibly dangerous. I think it's incredibly dangerous. I mean, I think it's incredibly dangerous that Facebook and Instagram and whatever can control elections, but it's even more dangerous to have a foreign power that can, can meddle within it, especially when you're you're approaching the leaps and bounds of new Cold War, essentially. Yeah. So that that's what I think is going to be interesting to see is in future elections how it's going to play out. Because it used to be like, you know, Murdoch, Murdoch for the conservative right media and, you know, government agencies controlling, you know, the left or CNN or whatever it is. But, you know, now it's getting more and more convoluted. So what's fact then? Well, that's the question. Is what exactly what's like I said. It it's all it all depends on on people. But I don't I don't have I don't have high expectations. Is the best way to put it. I think with the way the education system is now, and sort of how you were mentioning, you know, people, not people. I'm sorry. You said the rapper who was saying the pyramids. They used the you know honor pyramids. Now they honor projects or something like that. Um. Oh, uh, distant pyramids or present projects. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that also plays into it as well, in the sense of that everybody, if if you're if a very popular TikTok a TikTok er says something or for whatever reason it's being pushed to you, and you think that's a way to get popular or that's a way to think to get popular, um, then then that's what you're going to believe in and you're going to eat it up, right? Because now people don't. You, I mean, you were saying the, you had a, a a doctor friend who's comparing themselves to other doctors. I mean or Elon Musk. I mean, okay, fine. Those are actually pretty decent comparisons to make. If you feel inferior, you know, inferiority complex because people are that much more successful than you. Okay. I would much rather you compare yourself to say someone such as Elon Musk or Bezos or Warren Buffett or Donald Trump or somebody who's very successful than say, I want to be similar to this influencer because you go from saying i want to be you know i want to compete with i want to be i want to be on the same level as these very successful people whether you know you agree with how they run their businesses right or what they've done is right you can't argue that they're not successful and have a lot of influence in the world so you're saying you want to be on their level okay cool 
to me, that's, that's an admirable thing, right? If you're comparing yourself to other doctors and there's some doctors who are more successful, that's also a very admirable thing. You're, you're, you're trying to be better than people who actually have created some kind of value per se, right? I would, you know, Warren Buffett, maybe not created to a value. He's just a financial guy, but the other people, you know, started companies and such. So, whereas if you say, oh, I'm going to look up to this influencer, I want to be like an influencer. And then an influencer is the one telling you on TikTok, oh, this is what we should do. Da-da-da-da. Like, oh, I'm going to copy them because I'm going to be on their level. I, I got to do what they do if I want to be popular, right? So you can control a, a lot of people with a few amount. And the, like I mentioned, the attention span and the, the, the want for details has pretty much been eroded. Nobody cares anymore and nobody wants to take the effort to, I, it, it happens to me too. You know, so, sometimes I'm just too lazy and I don't want to look into the full details of some point or position. Maybe, you know, I do sometimes depending on what the conversation's about, but sometimes I, I hear a discussion and somebody, and I'm just not interested in it. So I might say what I think, but okay, I don't really know what I'm, what I'm talking about sometimes. And I don't really care to look it up. I say, oh, this is what I heard. And okay, cool. I'm not going to be bothered with it, but I think it's much worse. It's going to get much, much worse. I would say I'm, I'm maybe above average when it comes to looking into the details because I am curious, but I also find myself sometimes falling into the whole partisan thing as well. And if it's happening to, look, when I was growing up, I was, uh, I don't think I ever told you this. When I was in high school, I was pretty much like a borderline commie. I was like a full on, like, I think we should be communists. And, you know, everybody should contribute to the betterment of society. And if you want to be a doctor, you shouldn't be making millions. You should want to be a doctor because you actually want to help people. That was my mentality. Um, and I still think that that is the correct mentality to have. However, I'm also cognitive of the fact now that there's way too many fucking scumbags in the world to ever have anything like that work. So... I would prefer not to have it like that. That's why now I'm very much a, you know, pretty conservative, borderline, pretty uber libertarian, don't want government involved at all, unless it's very like small localized government, which I, I think is what should run the communities more or less. But yeah, I think well, it'll I'll be say, interesting. I'll say when you I'll say when you're younger, you by nature are 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 sort of social. I mean, because there's socialism, then communism is is the end result, right? You sort of start off as a socialist state and then work your way towards communism. And I think everyone is is that because when you're at least for for kind of you and I, when we were growing up, um, there was a real idealism put in by our parents of you know you can you can do anything and you can change the world and you know like Nas said, the world is yours sort of thing. Um, because even for me, like, bro, I, I thought I was going to have a park named after me. You know, I literally thought I was going to change the world. You know? I was going to stop racism and, you know, we were all going to get along and, you know, I was going to make my millions and, and you know, feed the poor and, and, and that that super idea. I was super idealistic. Um, but I think as, as life goes on and you become sort of, you see the system, you realise that the system isn't, isn't that easy to break? Um, but I think what's what's missing now is that we're tainting our youth before it even starts. At least for us, we had a period where we thought that, you know, things could be better and things could change. And now, 
you got kids marching in the street because they think the world's going to end in five years, you know, and and you and and you you you're pumping in climate trends and economic and 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 every other issue under the sun to to children. It's like okay, they're important. I'm, I'm not dismissing it, but let a child be a child, you know. Yeah. Let a child go out and play and and believe in, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, there's a funny but quote that's... once. Uh, I don't know the I don't know it verbatim, but I think it was something along the line. I don't remember who said. I think I think Churchill or De Gaulle or somebody, some some European said it. Something if it said if you're not if you're not a social uh, something about if you're not a socialist when you're young you don't have a heart. If you're a socialist when you're old you don't have a head. <laughs> and that was and I I really agree with that because I I think most young people are quite idealistic. But the problem is, is you when you're in the real world, you realize it just doesn't work. You you, you can't. Well, do when it. you start, yeah, you start you start to get because you go through a period where you go to school, right, and then your whole aim from school is to be like accepted within a group. Yeah, of course you want to be in the cool group, right? But it doesn't always happen. So you just but you just want to kind of have friends and and kind of be left alone in a way, like. Then if you go to, even if you don't go to college or uni, even if you're like a trader and you're on your tools and, and whatever, or yeah. mining, whatever, driving a bus, like you have that kind of 18 to kind of mid-20s where no one's really kind of pressuring you, you know, you can still, if you're fortunate, you know, even if you're working class, your mum and dad have probably got some roof over the head because they're still working sort of thing. Yeah. So there's no real kind of pressures and everyone's saying, oh, enjoy life, enjoy life, enjoy life and, you know, do whatever you can and travel and whatnot. And then you just get into a period where you you get into the system. You just start working. And then once you start working, then if you meet, you know, a person that you like and you've got to have a place and that costs money and then yeah. after you know it, it's just freaking bills everywhere. I used to get, just get annoyed at my dad. As a kid, because he used to get all the mail, and I really wanted to get mail because no one sent me anything. This, this is going. This is before freaking emails, right? This was a kid. Yeah. So everything came in the post, and I remember saying to him as a kid, "I was like, Dad, how come you get everything in the post? I want people to send me stuff in the post." And he's like, "Look, son, enjoy it while it lasts, because they're all bills. It's just people asking me for money, yeah. <laughs> and it never ends." So then, like, as, as I got older, I, I think it was like last year, I walked into his room. And I was like, "Oh, I said, Dad, you're right. I said it just, it doesn't fucking end. <laughs> just as soon as you get a, your head a little bit above the water, they pull you fucking back in." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did that water butt bill come from? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it sucks. So that's why, and I think also because you know, I was having this chat with that with my mum. She just said, "Look, you know, people people the older they get, just the more conservative they come because they realise that the system can't be changed, or they realise even not the system. Like if we use like climate change for example, like." They realise that it's not moving as fast as they want, and there's not enough action as they want. And also, uh, as you get older, for the majority of people, you accumulate some form of wealth, whether it's through inheritance or your own back or some stock you bought went well or whatever. So the majority of people they kind of earn a bit of money and. 
they're just trying to maintain it as best they can. They don't want to kind of give it up because they've fought so hard for whatever it is that they have, right? Yeah. You know, so I think that's I think that's why it kind of changes. And I, it's going to be interesting, like you said, like TikTok will influence coming generations. But when those people that are 18 to 24 are in their 40s with a couple of kids and a mortgage through the roof, like, you know, how idealistic are they going to be? What's going to happen now? We're going through financial turmoil. What's going to happen to all the policies that we see within the West? I mean, do you think they're going to be still important or do you think that 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 people are going to actually, you're going to see a rise of conservatism because people can't afford to to live it like they used to? Uh, no. I think there's too many stupid people nowadays, sadly. I think there's too many people who kind of bought into the whole idea that uh, – I'm not okay. I'm not saying capitalism is perfect. It's not, and it's corrupt, like any government is. But you have a system now where you can, if you're smart, you can push the government off your back. You have some control. It's still going to be corrupt. I don't really know how you can get rid of corruption 100. percent But they want to throw all of that away, right? They want to throw away a system that has given them so much because they've grown up with these idealistic thoughts that used to just be, you know, something you dreamed about as being, you know, potentially possible. Now it's something that is kind of pushed and, and it's more dogmatic in terms of we have to do this. And the only reason it doesn't work is because there's people in the top who want to push us down. And there's always going to, they just want to replace the people on top with other people who they think will make their life easier or better and again i'm not saying any system is is good i don't know of a system that's i i, I can't think of a system that's good because again you're, you're dealing with the human condition in terms of you have too many you know too many people who some are good honest hard-working people who will never cheat you or lie to you a day in your life and then you have a lot of people who um will and the people who will are usually the ones who um take take root into those positions of authority and, and power and destroy it from the inside. And I think that's what, that's what's being bred now is you have a whole group of people who are well into their, even in their, like even my age, late twenties going into thirties who legitimately believe that, you know, going more socialist and doing all these things is correct. But we've seen in history that that doesn't work and it sure as hell does not work when you have a group or countries that are very divided in ideas, it only could work really could only work. If you have a group, everyone's the same religion, which is why in socialism, there is generally, they don't, you know, communism doesn't like religion because that causes problems, right? It causes division. So you get rid of it, right? You need everyone to be on the same page and you need everyone to grow up under the same education, think the exact same way. And then you pretty much run it, you know, almost like a robotic factory. Then it works. But these people don't the seem to. The, the only thing I could, I could see it working in the narrative wouldn't be socialism, but they would use climate change in order to. in order to. Um, Even that doesn't work. Control. Even that won't work. Look how many people you have that you that, that think it's it's BS, right? Look what they're doing to farmers now, saying, oh, you know, we'll buy your cow. They're complaining about food crisis. They're the one taking all the lands from the farmers, telling the farmers to kill their animals and paying them for it to do it. And then say, oh, we're having a meat shortage. Well, yeah, duh. And then, and then they try to replace it with eating insects and bugs. I, I really, 
I, I, th I think we spoke about this before which, that, that. Which, to our listeners, is not a joke, by the way. They were actually proposing that in the UK in the schools. The, the, dude, they're proposing it everywhere now. It's it's in the World Economic Forum. I think they talked about the United Nations. They did propose it in UK schools. They had some actors and actresses eating bugs on, on YouTube or something to show that it's it's good. And it's damn disgusting. I think we spoke about this before. And what people are pushing for now, if you haven't seen this movie, I highly recommend you watch it. Because it, for me, it really feels like this is what it's turning into. It's a movie called Snowpiercer. Do you ever see it? No. Essentially, What's it called? Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. So it takes place on a train. And it's, say, it's like a post-apocalyptic world, right? Let's say the whole, I think the climate change thing in, in the setting of this movie was legitimate. But it wasn't global warming. It was pretty much an ice age, right? Uh, so everything froze over. And this one really smart guy um invented some system where the if this train kept running perpetually running um it had power or something it was some some perpetual energy system but it was only on this train so all of humanity was pretty much on this train and the further far up you were in the train you know the, the cars towards the front were the high class the cars towards the back were low class so the car actually on the, netflix Oh, it's very good. I really recommend. I, I was very mm -hmm. surprised. I saw it and it sort of was like an indie. I, I felt like indie to me. Maybe it's not. I might be using that term wrong, but really good movie. So the group in the very back of the of the of the train car, which was a lot of them, um, pretty much the people in the front of the cars needed them for 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 labor. But they fed them um, pretty much. They kept them under strict control. Right. Surveillance. Uh watching them 24 7 people with guns making sure they do what they're supposed to and they fed them bugs they didn't tell them it was bugs in the in the movie though right they didn't know they just got fed something they called protein bars and they, they were these gel like gelatinous cubes and they you find out later in the movie that they're made from cockroaches sorry for the spoiler but that, that's what i feel is happening now but people are willingly saying put me in the back of the train i want the people with all the money because they're not going to eat bugs and anybody thinks who are that they are going to eat bugs are just idiots. And anybody who thinks they're going to follow the climate change stuff is also idiots. Look at all the people who bought coastline property in California. huh? All the liberals who push for climate change are the ones buying property that's supposed to sink into the ocean. Why would they do that? It's the same here. Yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah, like Kevin Rudd, a former prime minister, he lives on the fucking beach. Yeah. And he's the one like, they, they do it. They don't want you to have guns, Right. They don't want you to live on the beach. They don't want you to consume energy. They don't want you consuming meat. What they want you to do is shut the fuck up, do your job, live your life like some damn worker ant, and die. And they get the rest of everything. That's what they want. That's the end goal in my head. That's how I see it going. And they have a huge portion of the population who are willingly working for that to happen. And they don't realize that they're getting fleeced. And they're the ones who are going to be put in the back of the train and fuck a lot of other people over doing it i mean it's already essentially happening in a lot of cases like you mentioned they get all the coastline property right oh you guys can't have guns but we're going to have private security armed private security oh okay yeah it's interesting in south africa the private security is actually bigger than the police force now like it's crazy it's like literally they just rely on 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 private security but then it's also in a strange way, I kind of understand it because where I live is like a, I live in an affluent part of Melbourne 
and one of the ladies, she's like, a, ironically, she's been a, a TV, like on the TV and everything like that. She came out and she goes, I'm really worried about like home invasions. Yeah. The politicians are like, oh, nah, you know, like our, our police are fine or whatever. What are how many police stations near us, bro? We've got one car driving around in, in, a, in an area of multi-million dollar houses. So it's like all of a sudden you're like, well, fuck, maybe – Maybe we should be contributing to private security and have a fucking guy with an armed freaking M16 on our quarter in case shit goes down. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying to so, figure out the 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 end goal. We've got a minute, got a minute thirty left, yeah. mate. So what's your final thoughts for the for the week? Um yeah. All right, just just keep on keeping on. What can you do? <laughs> See what happens. Look, market's falling. I'm looking to buy a house. I'm hoping by November, December, shit really hits the fan and I just have a place that I can at least say I own. Hopefully the laws don't change and fuck me over, but who knows? Who knows in this world? Oh, don't worry about it, mate. The IRS is going to have more armed officials than the Italian army. <laughs> what are you going to worry about, mate? <laughs> Honestly, I don't feel worried. A bunch, of, a bunch of tax accountants running around with guns. I can really see that, see that playing out well. Uh, oh my so god alright mate listen a minute it's been real homie uh, until uh, until next weekend and uh, stay tuned to the listeners thanks for this, listening and tuning in alright man take it easy see you dude yeah. bye bye